every day on the big show. What? Gordon and Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We'll get to what's going on here momentarily, but want to remind you about our friends at Divi, the modern financial platform for business. See how you can spend smarter at getdivi.com. We'll get to some cuts from uh, DJ and PK coming up here momentarily to talk a little basketball. But first, Gordon, you're you're still stuck on this cheese thing. No, I'm not. I'm not bringing up cheese. I'm just saying I think you need to apologize for encouraging people to smoke. No, I didn't encourage people to smoke. I'm just saying (laughs) you can find anything on the Internet. You read us 15 reasons why cheese is good for you. I said you could find anything, uh, reasons (laughs) that anything's good for you on the Internet. And so I Googled health benefits of smoking, and I found something. I'm uh, I'm not buying what you were what you were saying. So I'm not encouraging people to smoke. Good. And there's no such thing on the internet as health benefits from party drugs. Which I also found. Six party drugs that may have health benefits. What? Oh no, you'll have to look it up on your own time. Uh, They say that uh, LSD (laughs) can be used to treat alcoholism. (laughs) What? (laughs) I know, I was surprised too. Uh, Did Doc Gooden write that one? We're we're not uh, encouraging such behavior. No, I'm not. And and nor should you be recklessly encouraging people to consume as much <laughs> cheese as possible. That was my entire point. <laughs> well, it's patriotic, Jake. Reckless, says me. And you're, you don't live in France. What do you mean patriotic? <laughs> well, then help the good people of France out and buy some of their cheese. All right. Well, it's going bad this afternoon, so. <laughs> it's a little late, isn't it? Better hurry up and get it. All right, Gordo. Uh, should we get to what's going on here? Let's uh, let's talk what a little sports. Uh, and we've got a couple of clips from DJ and PK today. I heard a good chunk of their show. Those guys are, are good every day, but uh, particularly today they had a good show. Uh, let's start with this. Um, them talking about the uh, Last Dance docu series and uh, Michael Jordan and his alpha personality. I didn't retire because he kicked me out or they suspended me for for a year and a half. That is not true. There's no truth to that. Uh, I needed a break. You know, my father just passed and I retired. You know, I, I retired with the notion that I wasn't going to come back. Man, that music's even more dramatic when contrasted with the upbeat little ditty the Yawks got behind us now. That piano made me cry. Wow, you're sensitive. I am. That was Michael Jordan, obviously, from The Last Dance. They got right up to that 96 title, so eight hours down, two hours to go. Jazz fans front and center, 97, and I guess we still have the 98 Eastern Conference Finals and the 98 Finals and a little bit of the aftermath. And a little bit of Monica on my (laughs) mind. (laughs) One more Sunday night. Okay, cool. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, You know, the thing that I watched that I took from this is that it just really enforces that uh, the need to be absolutely 100% all in. And you've got to have that alpha male who is not the coach. And maybe you can get away with it in the college level, but I'm not so sure you can get away with it in the pro level in the NBA, especially when, you know, a lot of it is determined about effort. You've got to have skill. There's no doubt about it. And Jordan and Pip and those guys, they had skill. But it, Jordan needed his role players, and they were his role players, 
He needed them to really be able to ball out and to make sure that they were given everything that they had. And he had to do it, and he was willing to pay that price for the sake of winning. And the results are what they were, you know? And and I go back to, it, it's funny, we view him as a hero, but Kraus doing what he did, we view him as a bum. Even though they actually both won the same amount of titles, you, know, you, you need bad guys here, man. You need guys who are willing to step on other people's feelings for the sake of winning. And Jordan did that, and Kraus did that to the management level. And so they ended up with six w- titles. And here we are, 20-some years later, talking about it and rehashing stuff that not just in the last season, but stuff that uh, you know, we're going back to his Little League baseball days. <laughs> you know, we're, we're going back 50 years, basically, in this. It's, it's a fascinating, not so much the series to this date has been fascinating, but it's a fascinating study of what it takes to be a winner at the highest levels. And as we talked to Maddox about, Gordon, it's not necessarily the only way, but it was the way that Michael Jordan chose to do it, perfect yeah, or not. PK said you need to be able to step on people's feelings, and I, I'm not sure you do. Uh, you certainly have to have a, a killer instinct when it comes to beating the opposition. But I'm not sure, you know, and, and maybe we're talking about the same thing here. But you have to be that have that mental toughness to you. And the problem with Jordan for all his opponents was that he was the best physically and he was the best mentally, the toughest mentally. And so that just seemed beyond fair. But it was what it was, and hence the six titles. Do you have to do it Michael's way? No, you don't. But. You better be mentally tough. And I know that's a cliche, but it's true. There are a lot of really gifted players out there. There are those who rise to the occasion and insist upon being prepared for that moment. I think it's why uh, the Jazz and other franchises certainly really look for self-motivated players. You know, players that are going to get the best out of themselves without having to get a kick in the butt. You know, and and maybe Michael Jordan uh, thought some of his guys needed a, a kick in the butt, or um, you know, or else that's the, you know the culture that he created was he was going to live up to every standard he set for the rest of the team, and you can yeah. you can certainly understand that, but you can certainly understand where that creates conflict too. You know, the the most driven guy in the game has a certain standard, but is that possible for anybody else to get to? But but what I do know is is I bet you uh, a common factor in most of the greats at whatever sport is the fact that they have this had this drive internally to be the best that they could be and they probably credit coaches and things like that but that only goes so far right yeah uh, well you have to yeah almost have you have to be maladjusted do you or have to be or to do, be. You, do you do it maybe not have to be but it, it doesn't hurt because you're going to pour your whole heart and soul into something and people who are well adjusted they they may question whether it's worth uh, uh, what Jordan termed the price of winning. But did he need to punch Steve Kerr in the face for them to win? No, he didn't. But you know what? What, what, what did Jimmy Butler when he was acting the way he was in Minnesota? He got kind of criticized for that. And yet, it's kind of the same thing, isn't it? It one hundred percent is. And I actually thought Jimmy Butler was kind of unduly criticized for that. To be honest. Now, I don't, I don't think he acted 100% appropriately, but, I mean, I love that story where he actually shows up at practice and he says, give me the bottom of the bench and I'm going to go whoop these guys. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> that that's that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? I mean, when his whole complaint about the team is that they need to work harder, 
and then he puts his money where his mouth is. I mean, he he got cast as a villain through that entire situation, but was he really? Maybe it helps if you win championships. And then, like you were talking about earlier, then nobody really questions your methodology as much. Yeah. Although people are wondering about Jordan now, but... If Jimmy Butler were as good as Michael Jordan, uh, I'll tell you what, he wouldn't have been the one that Minnesota got rid of. True. Yep. They probably would have cleared the whole roster. They probably should have cleared the whole roster (laughs) and kept Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Because do do we really see it working? in Minnesota anytime soon with uh, Towns and Wiggins. Now, maybe individually they go somewhere else and have some success, but right now those two as pillars of a, of a franchise? I don't know. Especially if Jimmy Butler was right and there is a work, work ethic problem on that team. Yeah, yeah. I just, uh, I, I go back to what you said. I agree with you that you don't have to be that way, but you better be willing to just mow down whatever's in front of you. Because that the, even a nice guy like Tim Duncan, when he was on the floor, he was willing to beat his opponent and he'd do whatever it takes. And uh, yeah, I, I, he did it not by ridiculing his teammates. He did it, but by setting an example for them. At least what I know about about him. It was just a different way. You you hear the stories all the time from San Antonio. The the reason it worked is because Tim Duncan allowed Greg Popovich to coach him. And I totally yeah. believe that because yeah. if, if you see uh, a coach getting on Tim Duncan for something, you know, whatever the case may be, you can't give Pop pushback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, if uh, Greg Popovich yells at Tim Duncan and tells him to play better defense, it's not like you can go up to the coach and be like, Coach, you know, I, I need a break or, or yeah. my defense is just fine, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just a different way. And in that case, Greg Popovich was the one with the standards, right? Whereas maybe that's why Phil Jackson worked with Michael so well is that Phil got out of the way and let Michael do his thing. That is so freaking valuable. And I think this is what PK's point was earlier. How valuable is that to have a player who sets that kind of standard? A coach doesn't even really have to. And that's why Phil Jackson could go ahead and and sort of put his arms around Dennis Rodman and reel him back in and make him feel like a part of what was going on and not insist upon, you know, some sort of uh, patent-like adherence to team rules and stuff like that. Had Michael Jordan standing there the whole time. Well, and this this sounds bad, I guess, but Michael Jordan let – Phil Jackson coach. Uh, John and Carl, let Jerry have a, have a voice. Yeah. They liked yeah. playing for Jerry, and they listened and were coached by Jerry. I mean, Darren Williams liked to ignore Jerry Sloan's play calling. Stockton never did that. Well, I shouldn't say never because that's not the case, but I think you understand what I'm saying. It's So do you think— they, they allowed the coach to be the way that he was. Yeah, I will agree with that completely. And I— I know Carl Malone was a hard worker, and I think he was a tough guy. But mentally, if he had had that, whatever that was that Jordan had, the Jazz would have had themselves a tough somewhere along the line. I don't know whether it would have been against Seattle when they didn't get past the Sonics or whether you know, it was Houston. or well, Jordan was obviously a difficult hurdle for them to climb over. But if he, he I just, you know, if he had just had that missing element 
that he absolutely had to have it. Is that a fair thing to say, or do you think that's a cheap shot? Uh, because not... now we're comparing Carl Malone to the toughest player. I mean, I mean the toughest mental yeah, it's an player to ever standard. play. Sure. It, it is. It, it is really un, probably unfair even to make the comparison. It's just that he ended up running into Jordan. And then, you know, they had their opportunity and couldn't capitalize on it because he was going up against the best player to ever play. So I guess you can still be great and lose to Michael Jordan. All right, let's get in one more clip here on what's going on. Uh, This is DJ and PK talking about uh, the NBA and what they should do. All right, PK, the question of the morning. What should the NBA do for the rest of its season? News coming out this weekend from the Friday call. Commissioner Adam Silver with the players. And, of course, a couple hundred people aren't likely to keep a secret. I don't know how many players were on the call. I assume a lot of them. But a lot of stuff coming out of there about what they could do, what they might do with the rest of the NBA season. So... I think Adam speaks for a lot of people when he says, if all teams are healthy, then let's get this thing going. I miss my Utah Jazz. Let's go, Jazz Nation. All caps, four exclamation points. Somebody is fired up. Well, you can't be fired down, that's for sure. So I think that, uh, yeah, these guys have got to get back out on the floor. I mean, they just have to. It's, It's to the point of virtually being a requirement at this point. Mary Jane Jones says plan for next year. No need to put their lives at risk until this virus is gone. They have families, too. Well, yeah, well, how do we know next year it's going to be uh, virus-free and there's zero risk? That's just the point, man. Is there not going to be a risk at everything you do? What is really totally risk-free besides sitting alone in your home at all times? But if you're alone and you have a medical emergency and there's no one there to help you, then you're at risk. Well, eventually everyone's going to die. So if you look at it that way, then yes, because at some point you're going to have what would be deemed as a medical emergency because every single person here that is listening to us and has been with us throughout these 18 years either has died or is going to die. So if you view it in those terms, then yeah, I'm not saying go play on the freeway, I'm not being loose with stuff like along those lines, but... These guys are in an age bracket. How many of these guys in their age brackets are dying? Not very many. Terry says if any games are going to play, it's going to be weird without crowd noise. Surely we are nowhere near 20,000 people in one place. Uh, So what? Yeah, the commissioner made it clear that they would be played without uh, fans because it's going to be a while before we see 20,000 people in one place. But uh, no crowd noise. Won't we just adapt? Yeah. Who really cares if you're watching on television whether there's fans in the stands? I don't turn in to watch any game and say, wow, man, look at those fans in the stands. <laughs> you know, I don't need Dancing Barry or this guy or that guy. That's just me. For other folks, maybe they do need them. And if they need them and want them and it adds to their enjoyment of the entertainment because that's what it is, it's entertainment, I don't have any problem. But for me, I tune in to watch a game, to watch Team A go against Team B and whatever sport it might be, right? That's what I'm interested in. So I'm not, I don't really care who's there to watch because I want to watch these tremendous athletes play the sport that they're playing. Eric says send the Western Conference teams to Vegas, the Eastern Conference teams to Orlando. Start it in June. Everyone plays a couple of warm-up games, maybe five more regular season games to decide the final playoff series. Once the East and West finals have been decided, we should be into August. 
And maybe by then, final teams could play in their home courts. Be surprised if the final teams play in their home courts. I think you're onto something maybe with the Vegas and Orlando thing. And you're onto something with how many games will be played. There's a clause that's been reported, the uh, sports regional networks that uh, cover the regular season games. The NBA teams get a full payout. It's considered a full season once you're over 70 games. And teams are mostly between somewhere between 63 and 67 right now. So. Oh, it is. 70? Yeah, that's yeah. not that far away. No, it's really not. Depending on the club, I'm looking at the standings. The Lakers are sitting on 63 games. The Mavericks on 67. And I haven't checked. Every, the Jazz are at 64. I haven't checked everybody else, but I assume that's pretty much the ballpark. I don't think there's probably much more of a range than that. So, And, and I think they'd need a couple weeks of games. They'd be called regular season games, but essentially they'd be preseason games so that the playoff games look better. Because I assume more people will tune in for the playoffs in the regular season and the NBA is going to want the product to look better. So I think oh, yeah. you're, if you're not traveling, you can certainly play every other day. So you can play seven games in two weeks and that would get everybody to 70. Maybe they'll play more than that if they have more time, but I would think well, that they'll play at least that. Set it up for some geographical rival oh, to yeah. play to get you to 70. For instance, the Jazz and the Nuggets, a seven-game series in Vernal. <laughs> well, the Lakers and Clippers then would play it. Staples. Oh, well, they can play wherever they want. I mean, if you actually maybe go to a high school gym because just the uh, in terms of turning on the power might be cheaper, well, the, the smaller rather than having this massive arena with the, you know hardly anybody in it. You know, Gordon, we, we talked about uh, why would you bring every team back in, in these scenarios, and, and those guys just talked about a, a real reason why. you got to get to that 70-game mark to save that revenue. I bet that is a motiv- motivating factor to at least get a few games in, even if you're not in the playoff picture. Yeah, that, that's, that's the best reason I've heard so far for going ahead with that. Uh, but what I took from that whole discussion is that we're all going to die. That's what you. That's what you got from that. Uh, kind of, yeah. Eventually, nobody gets Everybody's out of here alive. Go, like, yeah, death and taxes. Yeah. So uh, I mean, that's an uplifting thought. You know what? But, here is an uplifting thought. In all honesty, if it could happen, where they take two weeks to finish the regular season for all teams, Gordon, we'd have back to back to back to back to back games from first in the morning till the end of night. That'd be amazing. <laughs> after after what we've been through? After after being starved for basketball for these two months, if it does come back and they have to play all those games to get to that 70 mark, man, that would be awesome. Mm. We'd be getting wall-to-wall basketball for a few weeks. But one thing you don't want, you don't want to this, – this is tricky because if you're going to have a postseason, the playoffs are just different than the regular season to begin with. So – you have to have to ratchet up two notches uh, in order to get there, and I wonder how how the players will hold up doing that. And if they have to play a bunch of games before that postseason can start, for the reason that uh, you just talked about, then then I worry about you know potential injury or people are trying to, or maybe not trying to, but overextending themselves uh, just because of the the meaning of what's at stake right away. I think we'd see teams that are out of it completely mail it in. <laughs> I mean, the, the Warriors are going to, if this is the case, the Warriors are going to take seven, eight players there at minimum. Probably that they just sign off the street and say, let's just finish this out. So, in other words, it would look like uh, the end of every regular season. Oh, hey, buh 
Yeah, pretty much. Maybe worse. I wonder if a player like uh, Steph Curry, I wonder, I wonder what caliber of player would really be eager to play in under those circumstances. Somebody fighting to describe. make somebody fighting to make the league, uh, or, or maybe you know padding stats, or uh, you know I don't know. I don't know what's important to different folks, no. but all right. Uh, coming up next, we have your uh, drop of the day. Uh, we'll get to that. It's it's a great one today, Gordon. You're going to love this one. Uh, I want to remind mean, you. You mean various sounds. Uh, it sounds various clips. Yep, that is coming up next. I want to remind you about our friends at Divi, the modern financial platform for business. See how you can spend smarter at getdivi.com. We'll have more straight ahead on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Oh, man, I've had a rough afternoon. Hasn't been my finest day today. Gordon, I want to say thank you for propping up the show today. I've needed it. Well, I'm glad I could help. Pardon me, I'm eating a piece of cheese as we speak. Oh, you I wanna... knew you would not bring it up. Yeah, right. Enlighten us as to what kind. Oh, yeah, I told you that I wouldn't bring that up anymore, Too late. didn't I? It All was right. cheddar. Should we move on to uh, sounds of various clips or clips of various sounds, whatever it is, your drop of the day? All right. I got to credit uh, Hans and Scotty and uh, Lloyd for unearthing this, and I heard this first on their show. What a, absolutely a riot. Hilarious. We're this, borrowing something from them instead of them borrowing something from us? We are. We are. Well, uh, I don't know if they—I mean, this is a— a story that's out there for public consumption. It's not like they created it. But anyway, that's where I this is where I heard it was on Hanson Scotty. All right. Uh, this is a, a story out of California, Gordon, about uh, one of the most bizarre um, truck heists. I don't even know if you can call it a heist, but but one of the most amazing things like uh, there's a video component with this, too. But here's the here's the news report. Now to a wine heist like you've never seen before, only wearing his underwear. Police say a man jumped on a tanker truck carrying bulk wine. And as it climbed up Highway 99, he climbed underneath, unscrewed a valve, and when the vino gushed out, he started guzzling. CBS 13, Steve Large is along Highway 99 with the video you'll only see on CBS 13. This suspect just uncorked what may be the wildest ride of any wine heist ever. The dash cam video from a tanker truck hauling bulk red wine on Highway 99 through Modesto first shows the suspect in a sedan putting his hazard lights on, directing the truck to the side of the highway. The truck driver pulls over, believing he may have a mechanical problem, only to see the man in the sedan get out only wearing underwear. He runs to the passenger side of the truck and out of view. As the truck driver pulls back onto the freeway, another onboard camera captures that suspect jump back into view, then on the back of the wine truck. With no shirt and no shoes, he rides on the side of the tanker. The video then shows him climbing underneath the truck as it hits freeway speeds. That's when the driver noticed a dashboard gauge showing he was losing fluids, hundreds of gallons of red wine. He called the CHP. I listen to radio. I've listened to thousands and thousands of calls. 
This one's up there in the top 10. The truck driver found the suspect, Gabriel Moreno, now under arrest in an unusual position. Moreno had unscrewed a valve underneath the truck as it was moving up Highway 99. That sent the tanker's wine gushing and Moreno gulping as much as he could. Uh, this individual is able to release the wine from under the tanker and he placed himself underneath the tanker in such a manner, the best way to describe this is somebody doing like snow angels. This Highway 99 red wine heist, big and bold, with a finish in handcuffs. This individual uh, got exactly what they were looking for immediately. By the way, the trucking company says they weighed their tanker after this was all over and found that they'd lost about a thousand gallons of wine, most of it ending up on Highway 99. That's enough to fill about 5,000 red wine bottles. <laughs> Gordon, I just uh, emailed you a link to the story that has, uh, has the video on it. So it, just to kind of describe this, the guy pulls in front of the tanker and then puts on his flashers and pulls over, kind of like you would do if you, you needed somebody's assistance, right? The tanker pulls over. This guy jumps out in his underwear and goes to his trunk for some reason, and the the— trucker is just like okay this is fishy and starts to pull away the guy runs alongside of the truck gordon jumps on and then the truck the, the truck's going like freeway speeds he climbs underneath and i i don't know what he cut or if he uncorked the tanker but all of a sudden it just starts dumping wine and the guy just starts drinking yeah i'm i'm watching that is uh, this is crazy <laughs> One of the most incredible things I've ever seen. He's dropping wine on Highway 99. Look at him. What? I mean, he's acting as though he may have already had too much to drink. <laughs> I, I, I would guess. I mean, not that I'm condoning theft in any way, shape, or form, but wouldn't it be easier if you wanted to steal some wine just to go to, you know, I don't know, a liquor store? <laughs> Rather than ride at freeway speeds underneath uh, uh, the belly of a tanker, you guys are boring. I don't, and I don't know how anyone much, can drink from a flute. I I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how much wine he was actually able to consume, but it could not have been that satisfying, right? They said a thousand gallons. Well, that's what spilled <laughs> onto the road. <laughs> but have you ever actually tried to drink from a fire hose? It can't be easy. You know, this guy, is he in his <laughs> underwear, really, or is he wearing shorts? It looks like his underwear. That's what That's they what said. That's what the report said, yeah. yeah well, he just I hops mean, onto the tanker and then he does. Collides, uh, climbs underneath, uncorks that bad boy, and <laughs> has a good time. This, obviously, the truck driver has to see him there. Did he ever think it might be a good idea to pull over? Well, I don't think he did. I think that's what he's saying. The only the only time he noticed 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's been a rough day. The yeah. only time he noticed is when he saw the fluids draining. I guess he must have a, a gauge for the mm. the cargo he's hauling. Wow! That, like, that oh, this this sad. isn't right. I'm losing this a is, vineyard a mile. <laughs> this is risky. <laughs> this is. I'm telling you right now. This guy could have used some of my cheese, a little wine and cheese. But the guy, the guy had to know what the truck was, what it was taking. Like there, there, there it's was be a, history here, like a former employee or something. But right? there's like know. a lot of forethought that goes into this. It's not like he just like saw it at a gas station and decided to go for it. And it can't just be as easy as uncorking like a bottle. I don't know. There's got to be some kind of wrench you have to have, right? <laughs> I don't think he got a wrench. 
Well, then they what? need to make it so there needs to be a rig. How could he? How could he, with his bare hands, open this valve? Bath salts. Yeah, you saw Which probably the, drove him to do this in the first place. You said, that's probably true. It's all bath salts. You saw what he was wearing, Gordon. He wasn't hiding a wrench in there. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Is that a wrench in your pocket, or? Um, or are you naked drinking wine out of a truck? Yeah, I I don't know what to say to this. This has got to be one of the more unusual things. This is really dangerous, what this guy did. Uh, yeah, you think? And, by the way, he's yeah. he's going to be go. I would bet the punishment is fairly steep because how, how many gallons did they say that was? Or how many a bottles? A thousand gallons, 5,000 bottles. So if each, I mean, I don't know what kind of wine it is, but let's say that each bottle was 20 bucks. I they mean, said it was vino. Vito, what, no, I vino? Guess they, like, I don't know what they said. What did they say in that report? Yeah, vino, vino is just wine in Italian, oh, okay. isn't it? So it's not a brand? Beats me. Vino is a know. type of wine. Uh, okay. Oh, is it? I think so. Okay, sorry. Anyway. anyway uh, it's not well, Costco yeah, wine. If, if he's going to be on, on the hook for the cost of what he just dropped all over Highway 99, then uh, he's going to be paying bills for the rest of his life. It's gonna be a that's a, gonna be a felonious amount. Yeah, right? that's what I'm saying. Next the time, the next, punishment's Jake, gonna be fairly steep, I think. Next time you go to a restaurant, when they say, "What would you like?" You say, "How about some wine? Give me a truckload full." <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. To do that, you're gonna have to go out on the highway and climb under a moving truck and get. I his- have a question about. The value of wine. Why is it that some wine is so freaking expensive? Uh, I mean, the grapes could, that are used. You to could make spend it. a year's salary on a bottle of wine, couldn't you? You, sh- you could, yeah. It's the grapes. What type of grapes? Where they come from? Yeah. Did they travel and on Highway ninety nine or not? Yeah. How far <laughs> it takes to get there? That that could uh, work out into the price. Doesn't it have to do with uh, how how old it is? Uh, depends on the type of wine. Some wine you know, ages this better, wine, some wine doesn't. This wine has we an aftertaste. We will sell no wine before it's time. Oh. This wine has a bit of an aftertaste of a man in his whitey tidies drinking from it. <laughs> uh, I actually learned a lot about wine when I went to Napa a couple of years ago, Gordon. I did A lot of stuff that I thought would be boring was actually really interesting. Some wine, if you let it age too much, it goes bad. Really? Yeah. So maybe that this guy spotted that. So he said, well, it's going to go to waste. Yeah, like not all wine, you don't want it. Just because uh, it's 50 years old doesn't mean it's good. It depends on the type of wine. Same with SpaghettiOs, I hear. In a can or in the fridge? No, in a can, yeah. Okay. Just because it's been in there for 50 years doesn't mean you should eat it. Maybe it's good. It ain't. No? Any thoughts, Gordon? Gordon, we've we've rendered Gordon speechless. I'm sure we. No, uh, yeah, I'm I'm here. Uh, you dropped off for a second okay. there. I don't know. What well, it was unimportant. All right, we'll get to more coming right. up next. Stay tuned. It is the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So put your hands together and please welcome. This is Utah's best sports radio. You're listening to the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon, is there any commodity, I'm, I'm thinking cheese here, that you would uh, hijack a truck for? No. No. Not, none whatsoever. Not going to do it? Not going not gonna to risk yourself running after a Gouda truck in your underwear? No. I can, I can think of nothing that I would be willing to, uh, to do that for. Okay. You? No, 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 but I'm, you know, I'm not passionate about anything like you are, Cheese. I'd do it for Slurpees. Slurpees? Oh, yeah. God, Slurpees are good. I'd throw myself under a semi-tank filled with Slurpee. <laughs> In your underwear? Sure. Can I say that I never did this as a kid, and I uh, everybody, when I was a kid, would mix all the Slurpee flavors No, that's a together. mistake. That yeah. is totally gross. I was just a Coca-Cola Slurpee dude. That's it. You're a good man. That's it. I like the Sour Patch one. I like the Mountain Dew one. I like the plain old cherry icy. Okay. But yeah, but I'm you not. Could, you, could, you could get the kind that were half and half. See, not my not, thing. Not not all mixed together, but just half and half. I got gotcha. so I'm a purist when it comes to my Slurpees. I have done half cherry icy or half cherry Slurpee, half cherry or half Coke Slurpee, and it's not what you'd think it was. You'd think it tastes like a cherry Coke, but no, it not does so. not. Yeah. Mm, okay. And no, it was, separate. it was separate, one from the other, right? Well, I did half of it with the cherry, and then the second half with the Coke, and mixed it together, thinking it tastes like a cherry Coke Slurpee. Uh, a, a Slurpee is a little more liquid than your shave ice Hawaiian stuff you're used to yes. there, Gordon. If you mix it... Oh, no, it, man, are you kidding me? I was having Slurpees back before you guys were born. We had a 7-Eleven on... Uh, down the way, and we used to ride our bikes over there when Slurpees first came out. Ah, that was good. We love that stuff. Yeah, but kind of. But I guess what I'm saying, it kind of mixes together like a cocktail. It doesn't really stay separate. Uh, well, all I know is I. It's hard to turn down a Slurpee. I mean, those were ice cold and they were good. Here, and here. I, I like the various flavors. I wonder if uh, we're going to have free Slurpee Day on uh, July 11th. Isn't that the day that they do it? And if yeah, you go to any yeah. any uh, yeah the seventh month the eleventh day yeah yeah where they do the free slurpees and there's like lines wrapping around seven eleven like a, a shot glass sized cup that yeah, they give you right. I don't know if it's worth the hour wait to get you, in you but. swallow your saliva and get better refreshment yeah what uh, <laughs> when that when one. was the when was the last time you had a slurpee it's been a minute for me I got to admit I got That's a slurpee in the middle of winter I, I want this say year that, yeah I want to say it was November. Wow, I haven't had one for years. So that sounds good right about now. It does it? sound good. I, I've got to admit. Hey, uh, big news in the world of uh, Korean baseball. Uh, you know who <laughs> opens up a series coming up tomorrow? Samsung. Samsung and Ki Woom. Oh, we're going on going head to head. The Lions and the Heroes. What are we going to put on this series? Go at it. Uh, go at it tomorrow. Uh, let's How see. How about a, a Coke Slurpee? First, I've got to make sure that it's a series. Oh yeah, one, two, three. They have a three-game series. All right, so no ties, of no tie possibility. I'm, One of us is going to win the series. I'm up for a Coca-Cola Slurpee All right, bet. Yeah. Let's put it on the line. All right. All right. Where do, which one do you want? Uh, let's see. Well, what size? You, you never know. Um, Kiwoom is the home team, though. Yeah, have you seen our stadium? It's a dump. Is it? I don't know. I'm just making it. Uh, if they're backed by Samsung, I would think it would be pretty darn sweet. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Gordon, you're uh, Doosan, uh, what are they, the Bears? Yeah. They open up against uh, Latte tomorrow. Latte, and I All think right. aren't they the be- they're the they're undefeated. They haven't lost a game yet. Oh boy! So that's well, that might not now. that might not be good news for the Bears. Yeah, well, I think they'll they'll 
they'll uh, get this figured out and get it taken care of. Go Bears. You think we're going to make it through the entire season following this? Yeah. <laughs> we're that desperate. We've made it longer than Gordon followed the Phillies last true, year. So. True, because we're five <laughs> games in, six games into the season for some teams. That's because they sucked. Come on. The Lions suck. I know, only but that was twice. a poor choice on your part. That's true. Uh, well, again, yeah. it wasn't really fair because Austin just picked a team for random reasons. We actually looked at the standings from last year, so Austin was <laughs> Jimmy and Johnny the Greek <laughs> over here. Was, uh, had a bit of a disadvantage. He picked them because he likes Samsung. Yeah, right. With some random reason, record or anything. Yeah, right. You just right, picked, well, we're, the, we're, you picked you know, the champion from last year. I've been I've been watching various websites, national websites out there that are following the Korean League. It's something, you know. <laughs> it's it's, it's the rage. something. Yeah, well, that's what we'll I'm saying. If, if the out. NBA pulls it off, and and we have, you know, basketball all day every day to finish out the regular season, how great would that be? I wouldn't even care if teams were dogging it. It'd just be something, something, something. Yeah. Hey, uh, I, Austin, I have a favor to ask. Okay. Could you please play uh, Jake's incriminating audio? Because, uh, you know, a lot of our listeners haven't heard that. Yet. Why would they do it? You can't request incriminating audio. Wait, you can't request you, you, that can't? they play it. No. What, the, what? Who made that rule? It's got to fit. I don't know. What is the you rule? You just on request this? it. If that's the case, I want to hear Lisa's pet name for Gordon is Bowler at least 15 well, times hey. a segment. You've played that over and over and over again. Nobody's heard this. I want that. agree with you, Gordon, but then we'd both be right. <laughs> That's stupid. Mm, music to my ears. That's so dumb. Can we make uh, the bowl? agree thing? with you, Gordon, but then we'd both be right. Oh, oh there's going to be a lot of uses for that. Oh, look, I found Jake Scott sing Sound of Music. No, we're not playing what? that. Why, why, <laughs> why, why are we picking on me all of a sudden? <laughs> oh, why not? Play that. I've never no. heard that. Yes, it's, you have. Yes, you have. And we're oh, not let playing Let me hear that. it. Let me, let me More Big sure. Show coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon, another Monday comes and goes. Uh, we're off to another week. Yep, rip roaring start to another week and uh, uh, all kinds of stuff going on, even though nothing's going on. Give us a little tease, Gordon. Could uh-huh. you? What do you mean? A lot going on because nothing's going on? Uh, a lot is going on, even though nothing's going on. I see. Uh, there, there's a lot going on so that something can go on. Oh, okay. I got you. Is what I meant uh, by that. You give and you give and you get. I got it. <laughs> okay. I wasn't. Thinking in those terms, but uh, it works. Give us a little uh, tease for your column, Gordon. We talked about it a little bit today. Has not been posted. We'll look forward to that at sltrib.com. But you wrote a little bit about MJ and the docuseries. Yeah, it's just a way to win. Uh, there are various avenues that get you there, different styles of leadership. And uh, I went through and checked uh, a bunch of uh, established leaders who do things different ways. But one thing that is fairly consistent is that winning has to be important to certain people. And they go about it in different ways. They do lead in different ways. But, man, you almost got to be maladjusted. Something from your past has to drive you uh, in a way that most humans are not driven. 
Okay, so let me ask you this question, all right? And ba- mm-hmm. this is based on today's Not Sports Report. Are you, is, are, is, Michael Jordan, if his motivation is winning, does that uh, equate to Gordon Monson's motivation is cheese? Uh, well, cheese. Are you is, as uh, motivated by cheese as Michael Jordan was winning? It's close. Close? Yeah, not quite at the same level. But it's close. Can I ask you a question uh, in all seriousness mm-hmm. about that whole drive to win and Michael Jordan, everybody now, this mm-hmm. document, uh, this docuseries is, oh, he's the most competitive person alive, blah, 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 blah. Why hasn't that, <laughs> uh, uh, why hasn't that translated into Michael Jordan, the owner? That's a really good question. I, I thought about that last night as I was watching the, uh, the, uh, the 7th and 8th uh, Episode. If you if you believe Charles Barkley, this is why they haven't spoken in some twenty right. years, as he said, Michael Jordan stop, needs to stop surrounding himself with yes men. That he's a bad owner because he won't yeah. have anyone tell him what the truth is. They all just nod their head and say yes, oh lord. And that could very well be true. Well, you know, he, nobody wants to stand up to Michael, and he's made some bad decisions. But he's certainly comfortable with losing as an owner. Uh, it may be one of the things that's irritating him that he hasn't been able to solve that well, he hasn't the way really he done could as a player. How many, how many coaches, how many executives through the years who are great players have been frustrated by that secondary role that they're in, uh, that they can't get out on the floor and make it happen? We've heard that time and time again from people who have had that aspect to their control taken away. Would they be winning had they drafted Donovan and not Malik Monk? I'm still going to say no. Well, we can't blame every bad decision that the franchise has made on MJ. I know, but he hasn't had that same standard of, of win at all costs as an owner that he had as a player. And yes, I well, can. And and by the well, way, <laughs> he should absolutely posthumously, I say that right? Posthumously. posthumously yeah. Thank you. Uh, apologize to Jerry Krause. This Krause did that job a lot better than Jordan has. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Krause had Jordan. That's yeah. cold. Well, Krause drafted Scottie Pippen. Traded for Dennis Rodman. Drafted Horace Grant. Who all had Jordan. No, that's true. I got you. Except for the one time Pippen didn't have Jordan, then quit on the team. He did do that. Drafted Tony oh. Kukoc. Fellas, it was terrible till Jordan left. Knowing what we know about Michael Jordan, that ownership must be driving him insane. All right, uh, Gordo, uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow, buddy. All righty. Uh, stay safe. <laughs> what an you end. You okay? No, I'm not I thought not you really. hurt yourself there for a second. Uh, no. Uh, we'll talk no. to you tomorrow on the yeah. Big Show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.